I am now recording. I'll go through the intro real quick and uh, then we'll be off. It'll be, it'll, Jeremy will edit it. It'll all sound, sound good. <clears throat> all right. Welcome to the Dog Walkers Companion by Life Coach for Dogs. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to deepening your relationship with your dog, your community, and yourself. If you can, please like, comment, and subscribe on your favorite podcast service. And if you live in the Cleveland area and are facing dog challenges, please visit lifecoachfordogs.com and schedule a free consultation. On today's episode, we have two guests, two very special guests, uh, Jamie Kenton and Snowball. Hi. Say hello. Just assume everybody at home at home is applauding. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We're really excited to be here. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to be here too. I uh, I'm always excited to talk to celebrity dogs. <laughs> sure, he's got a lot to say. <laughs> right, right now. Uh, well, I can tell you we're, we're speaking over Zoom right now, so uh, thank you for home listeners for any change in audio quality. Uh, and I have to tell you, uh, and describing the visuals to an audio audience, Snowball is very relaxed on camera. <laughs> he is. He's uh, right at home right now. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's, he's chewing up the scenery. He's got a lot of presence. <laughs> uh, so, Jamie, um... Tell us about yourself, uh, right? Right, if <laughs> broadly. Sure. Um, well, uh, again, my name is Jamie Kenton, and I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Although um, I may be moving to Mansfield, my hometown, but I've been in Cleveland for the last uh, six years. I'm one of the in-game hosts for the Cleveland Indians, uh, so I'm one of the faces that you'd see up on the jumbotron doing all the fun contests and things in between innings. Uh, I also work for a company called Fusion, and I host live shows for kids and families all across the country. We actually used to be Radio Disney, and Radio Disney used to have a station in Cleveland, and Fusion took over when Radio Disney stopped doing their live shows. Uh, I also work for Intercom Radio, which used to be CBS, so I do uh, voiceovers for Intercom Radio. And then I do a ton of modeling and acting, and so does my dog, and I'm also my dog's trainer. That. That sounds exhausting. I'll be honest with you. That's a that's um, that's a lot going on. So that's uh, that's great. So you've done <laughs> all of that from uh, from Mansfield. So you've you've had an interest in broadcasting and modeling and 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 media. Yes, I've been in the industry now for eighteen years. Um, I currently have fourteen different agencies across the country that I personally work with. Snowball has three talent agencies that he works with on a regular basis. Um, so we're constantly kind of moving. And, um, you know, when quarantine and COVID hit, things slowed for us a little bit. But typically, I mean, we would be traveling multiple times a week. And still, right now, we, we still are, but just not to the extent that we were. Hopefully, though, it'll go back to the same craziness that it once was. That's that's fascinating. Now, Snowball, and we'll we'll provide pictures and link and everything in the show notes uh, on the uh, on the link, uh, so you can see this this dog who's very cute. <laughs> um, so very chill. 
is this something is, is I, I was we were talking right before I, I started recording that I've I've done one commercial mm-hmm. with Buford my background I, I've, I've been a comedian for a long time a comedian right. slash dog trainer so mine just kind of dropped in my lap because I I got a cute dog and I was Instagramming it all the time oh cool. uh, is something similar to you did you happen into this or is this like I'm um, going me and this dog are going to the top well, no. So in a sense, it, he did kind of happen into it. So like I said, I've been doing this for 18 years. Um, five years ago, I was shooting a PetSmart commercial myself. And my human talent agency, the one that booked me, had said, hey, if you have a really well-behaved dog, PetSmart is looking for a couple more dogs in this shoot. And it was very different from a typical PetSmart shoot where they are, you know, typically, they would specifically be casting for very specific dogs. Well, this uh, particular commercial was for, the commercial was titled PetSmart Come and Play. And it was a, where PetSmart was doing these um, pop-up dog parks. So it wasn't so specific that, oh, you, you know, the talent had to have a very specific dog. They were having, there were probably seven to 10 dogs on that set that day. So my agent said, Jamie, if you have a well-behaved dog, like you're welcome to bring him on the shoot. So I brought Snowball and I kept hearing the entire time from the crew, like, your dog is so well-behaved. He's so good. Like you should really get him into this. And you never really think, I mean, even though I'd been acting for a long time, I still never really thought like, oh yeah, I'll just get my dog, you know, into acting. Um, So I just kind of let those comments kind of roll off. And then a couple months later, I was doing another commercial for a company called Redwood Living and totally different production crew. And again, they said to me, if you have a really well-behaved dog, like we need a couple dogs on the set. So I took Snowball along and the same thing happened. And there were several other dogs like on this particular commercial. And some of them were, you know, they were crying or if their owner walked away, they were freaking out or they didn't like cameras, you know, moving back and forth. But Snowball, as you can see, is super chill. Um, he was not faced by anything. And he, he really isn't like he's not afraid of loud sounds. He's not afraid of lightning, fireworks, nothing. Um, so he was perfectly fine with all this, you know, the commotion of a uh, set. And, you know, as an actress, I actually was with him on that set, but several times, I mean, since then, uh, he's gotten other, a lot more opportunities where I haven't been the actress with him and he's totally fine with that. Um, So he's very good with, and that's something that, you know, they really look for is a dog that will be comfortable with, you know, kids, adults, um, other dogs, things like that on set, in addition to being well-trained to be on set and not being afraid of, you know, loud noises and things like that. And sometimes, you know, we've shot for Purina now twice and Purina likes to use their own um, animal wranglers um, on set with them. So sometimes I'm not even the dog trainer and he's been able to work really well with other trainers. And that's something also that's really important because you'll never know, you know, will you get on set and they don't even want to use you as his trainer, they want to use their own person. So um, Snowball is super adaptable to pretty much any situation. Uh, But going back after that same thing happened on the Redwood Living set, I thought, well, maybe, maybe, you know, that means something, maybe I really should look into uh, possibly getting him some talent agencies. So I looked into animal talent agencies. We actually don't have any here in Ohio. So I started looking out of state. And for me, you know, that was no big deal. You know, a lot of people may not feel so comfortable with traveling, but being an actress myself and traveling a lot for my career already, I was super comfortable with that. 
So Snowball's been all over the country. And in fact, one of his first big commercials he saw, he shot out in Seattle, Washington. So he's very good at traveling on planes and cars and all kinds of things. So uh, that's, that's how he got his start. Okay, okay. Now you've touched upon several things there that yeah. I nerd <laughs> out on you for a little bit here. Um, first of all, Snowball is very small. So the actual travel, I'm assuming you can actually take them into the cabin with Yes. You. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's a big plus. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, you're in the industry, so you actually have a good idea. Does, I'll, I'll start here. Does, does the fact that you have a well-behaved dog, does that, has that like helped you get work as a person? Um, I have gotten some opportunities because of him, uh, for sure. Because there's a lot of things that will call for actresses who have a uh, we just shot one for um chewy.com and they actually i was like thrilled out of my mind because it doesn't always work like this but the casting call specifically said an asian female in her 30s with a small white dog um who can walk in rain boots that's what it said and he's actually done a couple shoots um the last one being for zulily where he had to wear a raincoat and rain boots so i literally had the perfect and actually i did that shoot with him um so i had the perfect photo to even submit to them for that particular uh commercial and we ended up booking it we went to pittsburgh to shoot it um so there's been a lot of things where absolutely that because he is a well-behaved trained animal actor that even if it calls for just a female with a dog um, that we've submitted for, and we've booked a lot of things together. That's, that's great. Is there like, is there a lot of competition? Uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to put this as gently as I can, because from the dog handler end of things, not many of us are, are are camera ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, so um, yes and no, because here's the thing. There are a lot of actresses who will submit their dogs for things and their dogs aren't the, you know, the most well-trained. Um, I won't name the company, but we were on a shoot, Snowball and I were on a shoot where I actually wasn't in it, but Snowball was and a golden retriever was on set as well. And it was very clear from the get-go that that dog didn't want to be there. Um, and so you can submit your dog, you can submit yourself with your dog um, for plenty of things, but you likely won't get asked back if you get to set and it's very clear that your dog doesn't want to be there. You know, it's no different than, you know, parents trying to get their kids into entertainment and their kid doesn't want to do it, but the parent does. Mm. That's, that's not cool to me. Um, Snowball actually gets super excited to go on set. We were regulars um, shooting for Zulily and Zulily doesn't do as much um, animal work anymore. Um, but we were regulars there where they had us coming in probably once every couple of weeks. And he was thrilled out of his mind because he's super food motivated. So when we're on set and I can get into this a little more later, but I have tiers of food that I give him throughout the day. So he's the longest commercial that he's shot was um, for a national ADT commercial that we went to Atlanta for. And so of course I didn't give him his absolute favorite thing, which is tuna until the very end. So you work your way up to that. So you start by giving them maybe like a little kibble um, and then you keep working your way up. Then it goes to like chicken and you know what I mean? So you don't want to give him the best thing first, um, especially for if he's going to be on set for a really long time. Um, But with, you know, the point of me saying this is that 
he gets really excited to go on set because he knows when he's working, he's going to get a lot of treats. He's going to get a lot of praise and he gets really excited. He loves to perform. He loves to do tricks. Um, where some dogs, you know, maybe they like doing tricks, but they don't like doing it for somebody else, or they don't like doing it on camera, or they don't like being around a lot of people. Um, so your dog does have to be pretty well-rounded um, to, to do well in this industry. That is, uh, that's really fascinating. And I do tell my, I, I tell my clients something similar with the, the high and low value treats. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause it like novelty means something to it. Absolutely. You definitely want to keep it. And like, and I think maybe for, to people listening to this, there is a lot of work that actually goes into the, into being in front of a camera. They're long hours and definitely. it's a lot of repetition. Um, so you need a dog that is there to work and use it as a job. Yes. That I, I would think anyways. So that's. They will actually sometimes on bigger sets. Um, when we shot ADT, actually, they had another dog on standby that if Snowball couldn't perform everything or if he wasn't um, because it was such a long day, um, if early on that it seemed like maybe he couldn't do what he was supposed to do or if he was like resisting, they were going to bring in the other dog because that sets don't have time to wait for you to, you know, coax your dog into doing what they need you to do. Um, so sometimes they'll have a backup dog there ready. And it's kind of awkward too. I mean, you'll be sitting on talent holding with this dog that looks like your dog, knowing that if your dog screws up, like that dog's in. So um, you, you definitely don't want to ever lie about what your dog is capable of doing because it's not also a kid, like your dog has to know how, and he has to know when it's time to go. So um, it's very important that you train your dog well, and that you, um, and that you're in this uh, because your dog wants to be in it, not just because you want your dog to be in it. Don't, don't be a weirdo stage mom. Now I've never, <laughs> yeah. I've never considered that part of it before. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, a kid, you maybe could even coax and say like, well, you know, I'll give you a candy later. Or I'll give you, you know, but a dog doesn't work like that. A dog either wants to be there or he doesn't. That's, uh, that's, that's a really good point. What do you do in cases? I mean, does, does Snowball want to be there at all, at all points? Does he like, is he there to perform or does, is he, does he have like temperamental artist days where you can't get him out of the trailer? Um, honest to God, he's never let me down on set. But, but one thing I will say is that what I've also learned as a trainer is that one of my most important jobs besides what I do for him is to also make sure that I'm the voice for him. Um, we shot a Ford commercial and the director, when we got there, we had prepared the way that they told us to. They said that, you know, he's going to be sitting in the back seat. They're going to shoot through the front window and he's going to have to bark on command with the, so I would have to be behind the camera and outside the window, which a lot of times, you know, a trainer's right in front of them or just not too far away, but it was going to be a tricky shot. Like we are outside, you know, the front um, of the car window. And so that was challenging enough, but, you know, we were able to do it in the audition. And so, you know, we're thinking that everything's good. They said, that's all you need to do. When we got to set that day, the director said, hey, um, we'd actually like Snowball to jump from the back seat to the front console, sit there for a couple seconds, then go to the driver's seat, put his paws up on the steering wheel, and then bark. And I was like, okay, he's not a kid. He's not a person. Like, I can't say, hey, Snowball, like, 
uh, we're changing it now and we need you to do this. Like they don't work like that. Like You're you right. need time to prepare them. But a lot of directors are not used to working with animals. They're not animal directors, they're just directors. Um, so it's really important that if you are, and a lot of times the animal owner is not the animal trainer. We are kind of um, an anomaly that Snowball is actually my dog and I'm also his trainer. A lot of times they're two separate people. But I needed to learn that it's important for me to speak up. I don't like to make trouble, so I don't usually like to like say things. I'll just go with the flow when it's me. But um, for him, I really needed to learn that I have to speak for him because he can't speak for himself. So, you know, saying it as nice as possible because you don't want to upset the director, um, but letting them know, like, he needed time to prepare for that. He's not a person. So, um, you know, can't, how can we adjust this to make it work? And, and it, uh, it, it still can be a little bit nerve wracking because it was 90 degrees outside. And even though we were shooting in a sound studio, um, they were shooting another scene. So they said, well, why don't you just go outside? We have another um, Ford truck that was outside. And they said, why don't you go outside? We'll send a couple of the crew members out there with you. And um, you guys can, you know, practice for a minute, see if you can get it. So I'm standing out there with like this, you know, these crew members, production crew members standing around. I'm sweating to death. You know, it's 90 degrees. I'm trying to get Snowball to do something that he doesn't really understand. He's hot too. Like it's challenging sometimes, but that's why it's also really important. Like I said, that as a trainer, you know, you are able to and willing to speak for your dog when you need to. I would say that's also true of almost any dog owner. Uh, sure. You know, in almost any situation, your dog can't speak. So you got to be your right. advocate. Um, now, have you had an interest in dog training before Before Snowball? Or is this, is he Honestly, no. you learned on? No. And, I, and I'm and i like embarrassed to admit this, but I never really taught him very much other than like sit and stay, you know, before any of this. Um, he was always a really good dog. He wasn't like one that would like run off or things like that. So I, I feel like I should have put more effort into it at the start, but it wasn't until, and I was actually worried that I was teaching him too late because when he got into acting, he was already two. And I was like, Ooh, like, is it too late for him to learn, you know, all these different tricks that he's going to have to learn. And he picked up things like super fast. He's not a barker. It really takes a lot for him to bark. Um, so I literally, it took us probably, maybe three hours to learn how to bark. And I think my neighbors thought I was crazy because I was literally running outside, ringing the doorbell, running back inside and he's clicker trained. So as soon as he would bark, I'd click him. And so I was trying to teach him, uh, you're a trainer, so you yeah. know, I was trying to teach him, you know, that the click means that you did something right. Like, that's what I want you to do. I want you to bark. So when you bark, I'm going to click you. Um, so I was doing that over and over and over until he finally learned it. And the other thing too, just for people listening is that, um, Training your dog for camera work is also a little bit different than training them just for commands in your house. So um, you're not always allowed to talk on set because they don't always want to dub your voice out. So your dog also has to learn hand signals, not just the words of you saying sit, say, lay. You can't always do that. So sometimes you have to just give him hand signals and he's got to be able to know those as well. Uh, and I will say any dog on the Life Coach for Dogs program learns hand signals alongside with, uh, with the regular ones. Sorry, sorry to plug myself, uh, no, that's awesome. but that's, it's important that I love dogs. Dogs are more prone to listen to hand signals and commands and stuff. You should actually be able to control your dog silently for a bunch of reasons. What if you're on the phone? Sure. 
so this is this, this is just fascinating to me. Uh, it, it, it really is. So I, I might actually be getting boring for the people at home, but this is this is just a super fascinating facet to me. Um, so you can chain behaviors together. So like you were saying, that's that's like referring to like, okay, come from here to da, 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 bark here, you know, A to B to C to D. You know, you can link those behaviors. How how complicated how complicated do these things actually actually get? How how impressive do the tr do the tricks and commands need to be? Um, I mean, obviously it varies by set. Um, when we, the first time that we shot Purina, he had to, um, the girl was folding laundry on a couch. So he needed to be able to jump up to the couch, wait, and then get to her lap. And then for the first, the first time that we did this, they actually wanted him to, to further from that point to get into the laundry basket. And then she was going to pick up the laundry basket and walk off with it. Well, then Purina decided that that was like a safety hazard for her to be walking with him in a basket. So they, they changed that, but luckily it was taking away a motion and not adding something new on. So that wasn't a problem. Um, but it really just varies. Um, there's a lot of things. I mean, when you say from point A to point B to C to D, that's, you know, one of the basic things that they say is that your dog needs to be able to, um, you know, do sometimes it's a blind, a blind call. So the person calling them can't be in the shot. So maybe they're around the corner. Will he still listen if he can't see you, but still be able to get to where he's going? And also to be able to do these things over and over and over, because of course, as somebody knows when you're on set, they're going to want to do it from about five different angles. So your dog can't be like, oh, well, I did this twice. Like I'm done and I'm tired now. So, you know, your, your dog has to be prepared to do it multiple times. That's, that is interesting. And that is actually a unique, that is a very unique training challenge of like doing it from like afar. Sure. I uh, we worked on that a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't doubt. I don't doubt that's, it's almost, it's almost like it's its own discipline of dog training because the results, you know, you need, just need different results. You need a, its own mindset. You need, you know, you need everything. It's like, you know, it's like there's protection dogs and there's show dogs. Yes. Um, and just to also clarify, I didn't necessarily, I mean, there are people who specifically train dogs to be animal actors. I'm not somebody who has trained multiple dogs. Snowball is the only dog that I ever trained. And I'm not, I don't always do everything traditionally myself. Like we have kind of our own system that we um, have figured out ourselves. That's so, the best anyways. Most dog trainers are just making stuff up as they go along anyway. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. They're, there's just a lot of talk just to make us seem more credible. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, like that, uh, for real, though, that actually is kind of like a big part of it is like your your ability to read the animal and then follow through and the consistency. The methods that you get there can vary, can vary widely just depending on who you are as a person. But, yeah, like what dog trainer are you going to find for this? And I know there's other ones, but there's not like a whole world out there. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I, and especially not, you know, where we are in Ohio, um, the animal actors or animal actor trainers that I've come across, I actually haven't come across any around here that are specifically for 
acting. But of course, I don't think that's also necessary either. I think any animal trainer can get your dog, um, you know, to a good place and a good behavior where they could be very good on set. Uh, I would do it. I, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, because that's, it, it's, it's really interesting. It's actually interesting. Northeast Ohio also has like a lot of like, it has a lot of entertainment industry and a lot of people that are tied to various like celebrity dogs uh, throughout, <laughs> you know, just throughout history. Uh, Balto is buried at, uh, is buried at the zoo. Uh, Dan O'Shannon, the producer of Frasier lives in town uh, and he has a bunch of cool Eddie stories. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so there's like a, there is a rich tradition of canine actors within the Cleveland area. Uh, that's, that's really great. So you use clicker training. So you're all real positive and everything like that. Uh, what, where, where do you, uh, do you just kind of see how it goes? Is this something that you, you envision yourself like, going on with and expanding would you be yeah. an animal actor director uh you know what i'm not sure i really really enjoy doing this with snowball for sure um you know as i i've owned other dogs in the past and this is something that's really cool because it's something that's really special to he and i like i've never there's never been anybody else who's ever had to take him to set um, my parents went with me one time just to check it out, but you know, it's a really unique thing that he and I get to do together. And I really love that. Um, I love animals in general. I love dogs. Uh, I think it would be cool to, um, I mean, anytime that I'm on set just as an actress and there's an animal there, like it's the best day ever. So I could see that possibly. I, I also work a lot in production. So, um, I could see that potentially happening in my future, but I don't really have any set plans to um, to get into that. If it happened, that'd be really great. But for right now, you know, my biggest passion is acting myself and um, having fun with my dog. And fortunately, you know, we get to do a lot of both. That's, uh, I mean, that's really the dream there. You've really, you've really done it. Cause it's like, you know, you're doing well for yourself and your dog gets to be there. Yeah, like, it's a lot of fun. And it's cool because even as an actress, um, we've I, I've gotten to do a lot of shoots where I, I've kind of become a regular. And so they know Snowball and they let him come to set simply because he's just a chill dog. Um, he's not always an actor on a lot of the sets that he goes on, um, but he's, as you can see, like super calm. So, you know, he'll just sit there and wait while I'm, you know, doing my thing on set. So I really lucked out because I obviously, I never trained him to be this calm. I mean, that's just how it was. And I've had a lot of people ask me, well, how do you, how did you train him to be so calm? And that's not something, I, I mean, you would know better than I would, but I don't necessarily think that that kind of demeanor is something that you train that your dog, I, I kind of think is either that way. I mean, you can definitely, you know, train them to, um, you know, listen better and things like that. But I don't know, is that something that you can train? It's, it's like a person, like you could always train yourself to be calmer and a little yeah. better and a little more focused, but 
your starting point can vary wildly. Yeah. You know, some people, it just comes easier than others. He's, he has always been super chill. And it's been really nice for me because just being so busy, I definitely have to take him a lot of places and it is super helpful that I can take him with me. Uh... Let me ask about him and himself. I guess I, I'll, I'll ask. I'll ask about you too. I. <laughs> it's a. He's the bigger celebrity, so anything you want to know. That's it's it. That's that's how it happens. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, so how how old is he? And uh, have you had him since since puppyhood? Um, believe it or not, I found Snowball on the street. So I used to be a reporter in Mansfield and um, I, when I was on a breaking news story, he was in the backyard of the guy that I was interviewing and it turned out that he was just a lost dog um, and he was super uh, malnourished, not being taken care of. So I took him back to the newsroom, tried to find his owner. Nobody came forward. So I kept him. Um, and I used to have to tell everybody when I first had him, like, I just found him because I didn't want anybody to think that I served him. Um, and uh, he is now at, at that time, the vet guessed that he was about six months old. So um, in November, uh, this November, he will be turning eight. Um, so he still has hopefully a long life ahead of him. Oh yeah, for sure. Those, you know, tiny dogs tend to have like be very, yeah. very long, long living. We don't even we don't even have to go towards towards that yeah. conversation. <laughs> I'd prefer we not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't even like thinking about it. Yeah, me uh, neither. But that's actually, you know, that's amazing, and that kind of shows you like somebody somebody mistreated a, a celebrity dog, like yeah, <laughs> we say from rags to riches. Yeah, that's fantastic. Like, just some people just don't recognize star quality when it's staring them in the face. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that was that was eight years ago. While you were on the, can, do you remember what the story you were telling you, you were doing? Oh, yeah, it was the shooting. I was there. Um, I was sitting in the newsroom, and there were shots fired in that neighborhood, and it was a very crappy neighborhood. I might add. Um, and I actually thought that Snowball belonged to the owner, obviously, because he was sitting in his, in his backyard. And at the end of the interview, I like couldn't help myself. And I said, is that your dog? And it was kind of like, what is wrong with you? And he said, no. And I was like, well, whose dog is it? And he said he didn't know that he'd been wandering the streets for a week. And um, so I, I mean, I pretty much immediately took him. That is, <laughs> that's awesome. It really is. Uh... <laughs> so have you had any was he just chill right away have you yeah he was I mean I was really worried because at that time I was a full-time reporter I was performing for Radio Disney multiple times a week we had a like I said a traveling live show um at that time I was modeling and acting a, a lot and eventually ended up quitting my full-time job to do acting and modeling nearly full-time and I was also still hosting for the Cleveland Indians I was incredibly busy and I was really I remember crying the whole way home when I realized I was going to actually keep him when nobody came forward because I worried that I wasn't going to be able to give him the life that he deserved after living on the streets I didn't want to take him home and not give him the care that he needed and that he deserved. And it's funny how you may not think that your life, you know, could fit a dog in, but it's 
you will make it work when you need to and you'll make it work when it's right and it and it was that's i know the sentiment that's kind of dangerous advice just to put out there broadly like just it is. And like, i would obviously never say like just go get a dog even if you don't think but for us you know it 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 worked the way it was supposed to and i he definitely has made me slow down in my busy life um and it um it was it it worked for us and for for him too like the chance what are the chances that this this star quality dog found a person who can navigate you know navigate the world for him like actually get yeah. him into some of these opportunities yeah that's a uh, that's amazing yeah it, i mean like i said he really does i, I mean he gets really excited when I get that clicker out just when we're practicing at home. Um, he loves doing this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, um, like I said, it, it's not for everybody, but it's definitely something for him. Okay, now before we go, uh, I just looked at the time and I'm like, oh, I could talk about this. <laughs> um, even like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go into this. This part might be cut out, but I've uh, I've been on a deep dive of dog acts lately, like live dog acts. Yeah. Uh, just just breaking them down in my mind. I know I have all the pieces. Um, have have you have you uh, a ever thought of like putting him in front of a live audience? Um. I, yeah, actually, yes. Um, he had an opportunity to be in the musical, um, I can't remember what it, the one with Reese Witherspoon, uh, where she like goes back to college and everything. Oh, uh, Legally Blonde? Yeah, Le Legally Blonde, the, the musical. Uh, the musical. Um, so he had an opportunity and that was actually gonna be in Michigan. Um, and I don't remember why it didn't work out, um, but, uh, he, I, I mean, he would do fine in that sort of situation. So, do you that ever come across people that are jealous of your dog's career? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say jealous. I've had a lot of people ask me, "How are we doing it?" and wanting to get their dog into it. Um, I don't. I don't think. If so, I haven't. I. They haven't made it abundantly clear. Most people are very supportive, um, especially in Mansfield, because a lot of people here knew his story. Um, so they, you know, I ended up starting, you know, Facebook page and Instagram page, and um, people were very, very supportive of him. So he had a lot of fans. And he's actually, Cleveland had him, he was the celebrity dog at the big fundraiser for the Cleveland Botanical Gardens. He's been on the news several times um, Fox 8, um, uh, uh, gosh, the, the one that's yeah, on the um, he's been on a lot. So people are very supportive of him. That's, uh, <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. Uh, if somebody, that, that part may be cut out. Cause you know, I, I don't think, cause I can see it's honestly, it's because I come from stand up comedy, which is like the weird lunch table of the entertainment industry like yeah. nothing but weirdos uh and i can see them being like fucking dog um <laughs> <laughs> like who do i have to blow to be a dog uh 
Uh, not part of Lee County. <laughs> uh, okay. So if somebody, if somebody think, or is thinking, I have, I have a celebrity dog. Let, like, I, I have a Beethoven. Beethoven ain't nothing. How, how would you, how, how does somebody enter their dog into, into the process, into the audition process, into the casting process? Well, like I said, there aren't animal specific agencies here in Ohio. Um, so first I just have to like, the easiest thing to do is literally to Google animal talent agencies, find out ones that are close to you. Um, and you won't be the right fit for all of them. It's no different than, you know, when I'm looking for an agency myself as a person, when you look, there are agencies, you could be the most beautiful person out there. But if you're, if, for me, I'm a mid thirties Asian female. If I go to a talent agencies, a, a talent agency, and they have four fem four Asian females in their thirties, they're probably not going to take me. So that agency, your dog may be amazing, but if your dog's a white Maltese and they've got six of them, they're probably not going to take you. Um, so that's something that you have to consider. And it's also, um, some agencies don't want dogs who are from out of state. Um, there's a lot of people who in general just aren't that reliable. Um, we travel, like I said, quite a bit. Um, so it's just a kind of a discussion that you'd even have with the agent. Um, yes, I'm willing to travel. Yes, my dog is okay with travel. Um, but there are still shoots in Ohio. And in, in fact, my human agencies in Ohio also know that I have a dog. Um, and while they don't specifically represent dogs, you know, he's gotten some opportunities just from them. So you can even reach out to local agencies and just say, Hey, I know you don't represent dogs, but could you ever just keep me in mind, you know, maybe if you do happen across something um, that my dog might be a fit for. So, um, you know, it's slightly easier if you, you know, as a person might be represented by that agency first, but it never hurts to ask because it could be that specific day, you know, your dog is a Dalmatian and they just had something come across their desk where they were looking for one. Um, so it definitely doesn't hurt to ask. What sort of be behaviors, tricks, obedience, um, beyond just basic obedience, mm -hmm. should you be working on with your dog? Um, one of the most important things you can work on with your dog is getting them to watch. So, um, you know, eye line is super important for that camera. If they want your dog to look into the camera, they need to be able to see your trainer's hand and be able to watch where it's going. So if they're holding a treat and it moves over here, your dog better be looking over here. Um, of course, don't let it scare you. Every dog messes up. Every dog doesn't always want to do it at the right time. But you should know that your dog is capable of doing it and that if they don't want to work, that's few and far between. Um, also, uh, being able to get to a mark. So just like a human, when you're on set, you know, when you do something over and over, they'll say, okay, everybody, back to one. And they'll want you to go back to where you started your dog should be able to get back to where he started. And of course you can guide him too, um, but it is helpful if you can say, hey, on your mark and your dog knows my mark was right there, I'll go back on that mark. Um, every dog starts somewhere. Uh, so, you know, he doesn't, he or she doesn't need to know all this right away. Um, and of course you don't have to submit your dog if your dog can't do what, what is being asked. Um, they will always say your dog needs to be able for this specific shoot to bark, sit, and 
you know, growl. And so if your dog can't do it, you don't submit him. And if he can, then you do. Can Snowball growl? Um, yes, he can, but I do it in a different way. I never wanted to teach him like a bad habit, but he's naturally afraid of costume characters. So believe it or not, when he shot an Ohio lottery commercial, I had a guy dressed up like Easter Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's great. Was he on the lottery? Uh, what, what lottery commercial was he on? Uh, it came out last February. Um, it was, I don't know if you'll remember this or not, but there was a guy who was dressed up in a red suit. Um, and he was in several, he had a big red beard too. And he was in several of the Ohio lottery commercials for February and snowball was then one where this guy in the red suit comes out. Snowball growls at him and the guy snaps his finger. I can't snap very well. He snaps his finger and a big pile of dog bones like shows up and then snowball just licks his lips. And, uh, it was, uh, I think it was about the Powerball, if I remember right. But um, Snowball was the lead character in that um, commercial. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's great. And of course, like, if you think about that, like, there's, there's a lot of steps. They got to be, Snowball's got to be cool with a big old pile of milk bones being put in front of them. Yeah. And not, and right. And not be able to run and go grab them all. Yeah. I mean, there definitely needs to have some self-control. Right. Also, also true of, uh, of being in a, being in any sort of shoes. Yeah. So I was, uh, I'm doing a thing tomorrow for, for channel 43. This'll, this'll be cut to Jeremy, but like, I'm terrible at memorization. So I like, I do stuff very, very few and far between. Uh, but tomorrow I'm doing something and I'm trying to like remember lines and I'm like, yeah, I am fucking terrible. It's challenging. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a skill. Like it's just something that you, you know, you got to practice like anything else. Yeah, they're just, just like dog training. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, that's really great. Um, if, I'm trying to think of any other good dog questions before before I go. <laughs> I was I, I got through the main ones. If somebody wants to go through, I'm just I'm trying to give myself a little extra, a little extra space just to think of something good because I'd hate to shut up. Snowball is so cute. It is oh, thanks. disarming. A little sleepy. Oh, that's okay. We'll wrap up here uh, soon. If somebody wants to follow you, the human, Jamie, yeah. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of places that that you you can be seen. Um, where can they follow you on social media, and where will you be seen next? Yeah, uh, my main uh, things on social media. Actually, I'm I'm biggest on TikTok, um, but it's just my first name, last name, Jamie Kinton on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, and also Twitter. But my biggest ones are TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. So, and also on jamiekitten.com. And Snowball is also on Instagram and Facebook. And on Instagram, it's just snowball.shitsu.actor. And on Facebook, facebook.com backslash snowballpuppy. Okay, that is, that is great. Now, why is Snowball not on TikTok? Uh, you know what? He's been on some of mine, but I haven't made him his own TikTok page yet. 
that's <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's really great. Um, and where where can we see uh, Snowball coming coming up? Yeah. He, is, he actually has two national commercials out right now. So one of them uh, out at the moment is for ADT. That's the national commercial. And then also he's got one out right now for Purina for Began Strips. And then um, he will have one coming out shortly for Febreze. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that, that, is, that is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Is it is it weird that I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna go tell people? <laughs> no, not at all. Snowball the dog. I'm like sucking in my gut a little, like, <laughs> like oh, snowball. <laughs> well, Jamie, it has been so nice to meet you, and you. it has also been so nice to meet Snowball. Uh, if uh, if you're interested in celebrity dog training, you can contact Life Coach for Dogs, and I'll I'll do my best. Um, I can I can at least get them into a comedy club stage and navigate them through the dark, smoky world of comedy clubs. <laughs> uh, if uh, yeah, and if if follow follow Jamie, follow Snowball, and uh, yeah, this is this is great. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. I will see you next time. Thank you.